We cover all bases, basic, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch where it takes us Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our response is amazing All bases covered, yeah Yeah, you know you love it, our thoughts, they be off of the dome First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather Then you know we bringing it home We cover all bases, basic, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch how we shine Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our responses be prime All bases covered, Woo. Yeah, you know you love it, no limits to where we can go So do grab a seat Oh no, this ain't MLB, but you know it's time for the show All bases covered, my brothers, yeah, you know you love it We get it, yeah, we going in Welcome to the All Bases Covered Podcast We are here on Friday, 8 o'clock I'm glad to be here, guys We we're, uh, we got a great show for our listeners Um we got some more mean tweets to read out. Uh, we got Sam and Joe here, man. Boys, how we doing? We're so on time. lying, bro? It's not going to be a great show. It's going to be a fantastic show. Oh, my apologies. I didn't use the right. Oh, look. Oh, now Josh is going to join us. Now Josh is going to join us. Yep. There's Josh. I, I see you're like. Here's Josh. Fashionably late. Um, Fashionably uh, late again. I'm not fucking late. I'm 30 seconds late. Shut up. That's still late. You did hear your sentence, right? Like, I'm 30 seconds late. It's still late. I'm not as late as you, though. Uh, I was on time. That's a first. Late is late is late. No, really not, because uh, I was on time last week, too. So, or Monday. No, lately it's beating you to the punch there, Josh. How does that feel, getting... Kicked in the nuts. Getting beat by Joe. I mean, I've got I've got yeah. a secret, uh, circumstances around me being late. So, cut me a break tonight. Yeah, yeah you deserve a lot break. of excuses. No, I agree. Deserve a break. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm just kidding. I, I don't know what the hell you went through. You're absolutely right. We're gonna we're gonna cut cut Josh a little break here. So, Josh, though, I have to ask you, boys, I have seen the greatest movie trailer that I've ever seen in my entire life recently. It's a new movie coming out, and no, it's not a sci-fi movie. This sounds like this would be a movie if that would be on the sci-fi. Debbie Dice Dallas Part 7 doesn't count. Like Sharknado. Like Sharknado was a great movie, but it was definitely that But no, we have the true story. Oh, the cocaine bear coming out in just a few weeks. Now, this is the story of a bear that ingested cocaine and went on a murderous rampage in the in the hills of Knoxville, Tennessee. This looks like the single greatest movie that I've ever seen in my entire life. Can you imagine I mean, that? The a bear thing on is, cocaine? I mean, I, I, I think I've seen a bear on cocaine before. It was Joe. I, I think every I think every bear is on cocaine. And when I see, that, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> most cocaine addicts react in the same way. Based off a true story, Louis like, man, that's the greatest thing ever. This bear I, just I, killed a bunch of people. I do have to say, yeah. I do love the fact that there's a bunch of new uh, bear movies coming out because uh, you got cocaine bear and then. Uh, What's the um, what's the new Winnie the Pooh horror movie called? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about it. <laughs> oh, I forgot about the. So there's an R-rated version of like a teddy bear. They have a video oh, game too. Yeah, uh, Winnie yeah, really? Winnie the Pooh, yeah. Blood and Honey. So we got well, we got Coke. We got Cocaine Bear and then Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. I love all the bears. You know, I love bears, so works out perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) Cocaine Bear might be the greatest movie. Now, it begs a question, boys. What other animal slash drug combo movies would work that would be as good as Cocaine Bears? Like, do you think Crystal Meth Crocs? Would 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 be something? Crystal meth Crocs? I'm not sure. I'm not no. sure. Crystal meth Crocs. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, that one's. 
I, I have a feeling that 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 crocodiles are just not up. I mean, what's some other good um, drugs? I mean, you can't make a movie here, about marijuana because I mean, marijuana is not going to. Nothing would happen. They just hang out. Everyone would just hang out and, and fucking. Yeah. I mean, what's technically, that? every movie where they just show a bunch of, of cows standing in the field is a marijuana movie. Let's just sit here and eat, man. Sit here and eat. Guys, come on. This is a fucking great topic. What <laughs> what if we did like African elephants what if we did like African elephants on speed? <laughs> African elephants on speed. Oh, no, that's gonna work. Uh, heron, I mean, it's a heroin, heroin, animal, it's to go heroin rattlesnakes. Oh, that's interesting. And when they bite you, you actually get high from the heroin. You don't get venom. Well, you get both. You get you get high to death. Reminds me of like, you know, uh, the league. I'm gonna hypnotize you. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I know it still falls under cocaine with the bear, but uh cocaine baboons. Oh well that's I mean Oh that's interesting. That's uh I feel like a baboon on cocaine is gonna rape you. I, I feel like it's it's not gonna maul you or anything. It's it's gonna like bend you over and just Bullshit, just, those just motherfuckers definitely. will rip your face off. And that's without the cocaine. <laughs> and that's without cocaine. <laughs> So you add the cocaine, not only are they going to skull fuck you, but they're going to rip your face off, then skull fuck you. Well, that, that, that is a fair point. That is, and then uh, it'll be Debbie fair. does, uh, Debbie does uh, baboon. <laughs> what about, uh, what about uh, meth raccoons? Does that work? Is <laughs> that any better? <laughs> Or uh, a turtle on speed. Uh, there's, there's, yeah, yeah. There's uh, a mess shark would be interesting. I feel like mess shark is, uh, um, or or octopuses on ecstasy, <laughs> koala bear on cocaine. Once again, imagine, imagine, imagine you're like a <laughs> koala bear. Oh my god, uh, kangaroos on cocaine. I think I'd pay to watch a movie like with gorillas on nitrous or something like that. Polly on Molly, so a parrot, a parrot rolling on Molly. Rock, what the fuck was that? We might as well put the elephants on the ecstasy. Yeah, there you go. Oh shit, guys! Well, I am. I for one, I'm looking forward to Cocaine Bear. Well, you're not on mute, Josh. You are live on mic. Can we hear you? I don't know. I was talking about the koala bear on cocaine, and and no one said anything until oh, I until you said you. I, I think Joe muted you on purpose. I didn't mute anybody. Don't throw no. me out, but I didn't mute shit. No, I, I had technical <laughs> difficulties, and and my phone hung up, so I had to call back in. Yeah, I was gonna say I didn't mute oh, yet. So. I, I think it was Joe. Okay, I gotcha, gotcha. Oh man, well, yo, I, I'm telling you, this is interesting to me. I showed I showed my wife the trailer, and she's like, "Yeah, no, that looks dumb." I'm like, "What are you talking about? This looks like one of the funniest movies in the last decade." And it's directed by Elizabeth Banks. It's got like it's not like it's some B movie that's like on the Sci-Fi Network. There's some legit star power here. I, I, it's got, and I, it's, I think it's like one of Ray Liotta's last movies he ever made before he died. And as a disclaimer for anyone that's listening, um, even though Mike said that this is probably the funniest damn thing ever, uh, we are sorry to any family victims that were actually involved in the uh, um, true story. Yeah, Lou, what a uh, fucking based asshole. On a true story. Yeah. Listen, the real bear story, nobody died. Okay? The bear just well, ingested bullshit. a shit ton of cocaine. So then, okay? So then, it's, they're taken based on a true story, and basically they're just 
They said, oh, Barrett, cocaine. Now let's go completely fictional after that. Yeah, pretty much. That's bullshit. I thought you were going to tell me that, like, they were going to tell me that, like, the premiere was going to be all the family members going, this is where your uncle died. No, no, no. There's got a couple of movies that are like that, though. Yeah. Where, no where, were hurt in the filming of this movie. It was just a bear. They just, they got, they got super creative with it. It was really a bear that ingested some cocaine and wandered the forest until it died. So the bear, the real-life cocaine bear died, but did not go on a murderous rampage. And it happened 40 years ago. Spoiler alert. Sorry if it sounds insensitive, insensitive but what a shame. Wait a the fucking movie, too. I tell you, this is, this is exactly. I'm going to dick all the way around tonight. Fuck. Mike, Mike, you being insensitive about the cocaine bear is the reason I understand why there are people protesting in your homeland about the the COVID stuff and, you know, being overruled and it's not fair, man. Like, let my people go, okay? That was a sad attempt, man. Sad, sad attempt. There's protests going on in China right now? Oh, yeah, there's protests going on in China. I have not heard of any protests going on in China right now. Oh, there's been a lot. There's been a lot. I'm just trying to keep it under wraps. I mean, I haven't heard anything because Apple's fucking turning everything off in China, and the mainstream media doesn't cover shit. So I don't know any about anything about protests in China. That's my there's, word, and I'm sick too. Because quite... <laughs> Lou's Lou's sister messages me every once in a while. What? No, she doesn't. I was just with her last what? night, dude. Oh well. Oh, here we are. All right, guys. Yeah. So, we got a little baby. No. <laughs> we got a little bit of fantasy football mailbag. Josh, and I, I know, Joe, you're pretty terrible at fantasy football, so probably your opinion doesn't really matter on this. But, um, yeah, Joe. Um, shut your mouth on this, this topic. <laughs> Sam and Josh. Here we go. Here's some fantasy football mailbag questions. One of the first questions we got is, rest of the season, which rookie receiver are you riding, riding with? Christian Watson, George Pickens, or Traylon Burks? One more time. Pickens, Burks, or Fuck. Christian Watson. Traylon Burks, no, definitely not. Why? I mean, that's, that's going to be a toss-up between Pickens and uh, Watson. I'm going Pickens, then. Oh, man. I'm, I'm going Christian Watt. I mean, three games in a row he's had over 20 points and scored a touchdown. So, and they're, and he's their deep threat. So, I, I think I'd go with Christian Watson the rest of the season. Yeah, but as soon as, as, soon as, you, as, soon as you get a team that can get, um, <clears throat> that can get pressure on either Jordan Love or Rodgers, you're taking away that home run hit. Oh, I mean the same thing with Kenny Pickett. I mean George Pickett. No, I, I think that Pickett they're going to throw it forty-five times a game. You're going to get something for for for, for Pickens, you know. Whereas that Watson, I don't think they can afford that same thing. That that's right because Louis Louis hopes and dreams failed him last week when uh, his boy went out with an injury at halftime and and caused him to lose a fantasy football game. Yeah. I was only down by eight points when he le- when he left at halftime. I was like, "Shit!" He, he punched in that touchdown for you though before he left. He did. But yeah, I he was did. Down by twenty-one points. I needed. I needed. I needed. A, I, I ended up losing by like ten points because he ended up not playing the second half. So that hurt. All right. Yeah, next question. Louis, where, where are you in the standings now? Our... What? Where are you at in the standings now? What's up? Okay, yeah, you're number one right now. Where are you playing at? Each week. Hey, it doesn't matter where it doesn't matter where you start. It matters where you finish. You might beat me for the division, but as long as I take home that belt again, because you and you have your annual choke job in the playoffs, that's all that matters. That is true. Fuck, I do choke <laughs> in the semifinals year after year after year. 
as we just <laughs> as we just heard Josh admit to choking. I took my chicken all the time. admit to choking on what, right? Either he likes getting choked when he's in bed, or he likes to get choked with something in his mouth. Joe just had his wife choking all the time. This is from a user who's saying, who should I start this week in my second quarterback, in my two quarterback uh, league? Mike White or Jared Goff? Golf is going up against Aren't they the Jaguars. Playing each other? Mike White and the Jets is going up against the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going with Mr. White. White. Uh, well, no, I would, I would have to go with Mike White. Well, Mike White. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Jared Goff. I'm going to have to go with Goff. Why? Because, I mean, if we look at Mike White last year against the Bengals, he threw up that fucking awesome game. And the next week... He kind of, he kind of came back down to reality. He had a he had a, he had a different coaching uh, scenario set up too. Really, you know, there there was like how what he played and how he played is completely different. Now he's they they've kind of given him the confidence that hey you're the, you're going to be the starting quarterback for now. Just don't fuck it up. Don't lose it. Whereas last time it was like just no. I mean, I think he's got better weapons this year than last year anyway. I, I, like I yeah, said yeah, before, absolutely. the Jets yeah, were my sure. super Wilson's a, yeah, Dude, Wilson is such a beast. Wilson's a beast. Oh, yeah, he's 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 done. Uh, I mean, he reminds me uh, kind of a Trubisky a little bit, you know? He's got all the tools, but can never put it together. And yeah. he had all the hype, and then... Like, oh, shit, we should have drafted somebody else instead of you. Oh, I was talking about the wide receivers, Wilson, not the quarterback. Oh, sorry, I thought you were talking about Zachy. Zachy boy. Oh, Zach on the bench. Yeah. He, can, he can hang out. Oh, I know, that's the thing. He, re- he reminds me of freaking uh, um, Mitch Trubisky. Mitch. Got yeah, all that's a good call, I would say. Can't put it together. No, but you know that Mitch was given a lot more time, though. I guess. True, but I mean, after two Patriots games and you don't move the fucking ball, ball, and you just look horrible. I mean, that's gonna happen. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Uh, moving on here. Uh, so let's talk the NFL slate. We got a great slate. The games. Uh, I'm actually surprised that they did not flex out the Colts. Oh, God, sorry, guys. They did not – something's going on with my internet. It's acting fucking weird. But uh, I'm surprised they did not flex out the Colts-Cowboys game. That, that one shocked me a little bit, that they did not flex that one out in favor of a different game. But I guess the Cowboys bring in a shit ton of money, so that's probably why that they didn't flex that out. But uh, – Let's talk a little bit Bengals-Chiefs here. Who's got the edge going into Sunday's game? Who day? Who day? Who day's got the edge, baby? Who day? <laughs> no, it's got to be the Bengals. Okay. Why? Uh, no, yeah, it's got to be the Bengals just for the last two times they played. They beat them. So, yeah, I I mean, I would definitely say, I mean, the Bengals have the edge in the sense that, you know, Kansas City's coming in here going, uh, you know, shit, they've literally came back and beat us twice now. Um, we got to find an answer. Um, but then I also feel like, you know, that does, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm praying and I'm hoping the Bengals win on Sunday. I, you know, that's what I'm hoping. Um, but also the fact that, you know, uh, the Chiefs, uh, you know, they're a little smitten right now. I mean, you fucking beat us once, oh, beat us twice. Uh, it's like, motherfucker, I'm coming in here. I ain't going to let it be a third time. So, you know, the, the Bengals are going to have to be on their A game. Well, I, I mean, the, the difference Jamar, between the last two times Well, he's back. He was practicing in full, I believe, on Friday. I don't know if they're going to have him on a little bit of a snap. Oh, they have to, bro. They have to. That's their franchise-wide receiver. 
They're gonna pay, they're about to pay the guy. They they can't have him get hurt. So I'm not I'm but not sure can... how how much he's going to play, or like if if he'll, you know, be a decoy, be like on a on a snap count or they're a decoy, right? Forty percent of the snaps or whatever. I I don't know how it's gonna look, but I don't know, man. I feel like here's the thing with the Chiefs. They match up really well against a lot of teams because of their personnel. But those, that same personnel doesn't work against the Bengals. They no longer now have that deep speed threat that the Bengals have to worry about. They don't have to worry about a Tyreek Hill taking a 10-yard a pass 80 yards to the house. Or, or yeah, but they have other guys that could do other things too now. Right? What's so the I mean, they have other guys that can do other things now, right? So they have Pacheco. They have a couple of skilled players that can, you know, they they can kind of tilt the table. But I don't think the no, but they had that right Bengals are are phenomenal at stopping the run. The Bengals, but no, that's what I'm saying. So I'm not talking about the run, right? So I'm talking about a screen pass or something like you know, on the on the receiving end for their running backs. I think that they have a little bit of, of an advantage. I don't know. No, I don't I mean, I that's, that's what we thought but, last year. I mean, like Mike said, they, they had Tyree Kill. They had Hardman. They had the other guy. They had weapons, and the Bengals just learned to stop them. Patrick Mahomes, you take away his primary target, Ty, uh, Kelsey. You take him away, he's got nobody. And he dances around in the pocket. And what the Bengals did last year was they started only – uh, they dropped eight and kept three on pressure. And he danced around, yep. danced around, and he, and he didn't have anybody open. And the Bengals ended up, the three people ended up getting to him and caused him to, a, lot of, a lot of havoc in the backfield. I mean, yeah, I, I, again, you know, I, I'm not taking away from what the Bengals did in, in the last few times they played him, but this year's team is also right. You have to, one thing you have to agree with is that NFL teams don't tend to make the same mistake too many times, at least good teams don't. They won't, I don't think they'll run the same thing, do the same kind of spiel, and try to see if they can win it because they know the last couple of times it didn't work. So they're playing against that, right? You're right, but what I'm saying is no, I what that. I'm saying is the Chiefs don't have that, that, that threat, that vertical threat that the Bengals have to worry about. They can basically put zone everybody, play zone defense and take away the underneath pass and make Mahomes uncomfortable with different defensive looks. Because they before, they had to worry about Hardman getting deep on the outside or Tyreek Hill getting deep on the outside. There's not a single receiver you know, in Kansas City that can do that. But Cole Hardman's out. Tony's not playing this week. Uh, then it just leaves Schuster and Kelsey and some other guys. And I just I – don't, I don't think any of them are capable of – Exploiting the Bengals' defense, so I I, I, I feel know. like I, I feel like they're gonna manage the game differently this time. I, I I'm, I'm agreeing from a from a skill perspective, it does not, um, it, it doesn't make sense why they could win the game because they've in fact they've lost some of their skill players, right? So I, now, I can totally get now, that. I, I completely see that from that perspective, but I, I feel like they're gonna look to manage the game overall, not. I don't know. I, I, this time around, I'm not saying that the Bengals are, are going to lose, but I'm saying that I feel like it might be a tougher test for them. Okay. No, I, I, wow. I do agree with you. And One I think everyone's was, taking it lightly uh, because they beat them the last two times, but I don't think it's going to be that case. No, though. I mean, I'm not taking the Chiefs lightly. They're one of the best teams in the AFC. But as far as matchups go, I like the way we match up against the Chiefs compared to other AFC teams. Like, for us, for me – the two teams that scare me the most in the AFC if the Bengals have to face them in the playoffs are the Bills and the Dolphins. The Bills have a defense that can get after the quarterback, and we, we've seen what the Bengals, you know, their offensive line when they struggle against an elite pass rush. So the Bills scare me, plus they can score points on you. And the Dolphins have all that outside speed with Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Um, so those two teams really, honestly, as a matchup goes, really scare me. The Chiefs don't scare me as much, at least not this season. Last year they really did. 
Uh, I had a lot of concerns playing the Chiefs, uh, especially uh, the, when we faced them in the AFC title game. But um, this year, not so much. But like I said, I, I think the matchup is what concerns me. And, and really, for me, the two teams that I really hope we avoid in the playoffs are the Bills and the Dolphins. No, I, I do agree with you with one uh, thing, Sam, is that running back out of the backfield that can catch the pass and make make people miss with Jarek McKinnon. He did that really well in the playoff game, and they got away from it. And I think that hurt the Chiefs last year because he was tearing the Bengals up. He was he was getting a lot of yardage. I think you're right. And you know what? I think this time around they might they might jigsaw it, man. They might they might like uh, throw in puzzle pieces at the right time. And you know when you need a 30 yard fucking completion to get into field goal range out of nowhere, fucking McKinnon or Pacheco, some of these guys come out their thing and at the right time. I just, I think the Bengals, again, I feel like the Bengals still will pull out the win, but it's not going to be like an easy walk in the park by any means. Even oh, with some reason, Tyreek Hill, I don't think it's going to be easy. Okay. No, I think it comes down to a last team score. Again, I mean, that's the last two games. Yeah, I see it being within a field goal. Like, I see the score tilting either way by a field goal. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel the same way on that one. Let, let me ask you guys um, as we get to some of this, uh, some other stuff. How would you power rank? I don't give a shit about the NFC. How would you power rank the top five teams in the AFC? Oh, that's kind of tough, man. Just, let me ask you a question before you, you continue. Is Tennessee on your list? Tennessee? Yeah. In my top five, yes. Why do you everyone believe in Tennessee so much? Not that they're believing in Tennessee, but they're they're sitting at what eight and uh, eight and three right now. They're sitting at eight and three, and they're a good quality team. They just are a quarterback shy of being an elite team, but. I unfortunately I'm putting them above the Jets. If I'm power ranking my top five teams in the AFC, the Titans are number five for me. Um, probably, They're seven and four, by the way. What's that? They're seven and four. They're seven and four. Okay. And a week in a week ass AFC I'm, South division. They're not. They're not in my top five. They're gonna be. They're gonna be but out. Are you kidding me? How are, how are they there? Two teams I think easy. they're number six or number seven. I think they're number six or seven. Yeah. I'm taking them over the Jets. I'm sorry. I would take the Titans over the Jets. I'm not even putting the Jets first. You take the Bills and the Dolphins out of the East, right? You take the Bengals. I'm not even yeah. taking the Ravens. Let's screw that. Let's hold off for a no. second, right? Nothing in the AFC South entices me whatsoever. You got to take the Chiefs. Right there is four, and then you're gonna you're gonna take you're gonna take the Titans over the Ravens. No way. Nope. At this point, yeah. At this point, yeah. I'm the, the, the Ravens already Ravens. beat them, though. The Ravens beat the Titans. Yeah. I mean, yeah, at that point, you know what? In my, if you're going to do that, then the Jets are right there. They're right there. The Ravens, you said the Ravens beat the, the Titans earlier in this year? Yeah, didn't they? Didn't they yeah, didn't they play earlier this year? Um, uh, no. I mean, both teams have some ugly losses on their records, which they shouldn't have, right? The Titans started 0-2, much like the Bengals. Then they lost a close game to the Chiefs by three, and then they lost to the Bengals by four. And so, but yeah, but the but the Ravens haven't looked all that impressive lately. And, and yeah, they lost to the fucking Jaguars. If I'm talking, if I'm talking now, I I have the Titans above above the Ravens. The Ravens looked like crap against a really bad Panthers team. Against a really bad Panthers team, they looked like absolute. If, if that's the case, then the Jets are right behind the Titans, and there's not much of a difference there. I'm not. I'm not saying the Jets aren't right there. I, I have the Jets and then the Ravens behind the Titans at six and seven. But if I'm power ranking for me, if I'm doing it from my list, Titans at number five. 
I am putting the Bengals at number four, the Dolphins at number three, the Bills at two, and the Chiefs at one. Those are my how are you going to put the, how are you going to put the Chiefs at number one when you just said you think the Bengals are going to beat them, and then also Buffalo. No, but that's just one game. That's one game, dude. That's, that's one, one game. game. Yeah, that's one game, and the Chiefs are oh. sitting at nine and two. And between and between uh, one and and four, really, there's only three spots, so it's not that big of a difference. You're not saying that the Bengals are ten. No, I'm saying Miami's number one, Buffalo's number two, Chiefs are three, wow. Bengals are four, Ravens are five, and you can flip flop the Ravens in there for some reason. You can flip flop the Chiefs or Bengals. And then after that, then I got then I got Tennessee, and then I got the Jets. I just the Ravens have had a proponent for blowing fourth quarter leads all season. And, long. and nobody, none of their skill players can stay fucking healthy. Not their receivers, not their tight end, not their running backs. Oh no! I in all in, in fact, in all four of the Ravens' losses. They were leading in the fourth quarter. And they blew the game. And they, were, and they blew the yeah, game. And they were beating Buffalo. They were beating Miami. Um, yeah. Obviously, they were beating Jacksonville. But I still think they're in the top five in the AFC. Yeah, there's so much, there's so much of, like, just jumbling around. You can easily say this team beat that team, you know, uh, right. each other or whatever. You know, I, I just – I still think that the Ravens are now – in a division that should completely belong to the to the Bengals. Like moving oh, forward, I think. From a division perspective. And honestly, a third place. Well here's here's who worries me most about the Bengals. Schedule remaining. What the Bengals that, are ahead, lucky. Sorry. The Bengals are lucky. They are extremely lucky that the Browns have not had Watson at all this year. Because if he's healthy and he's going, you think it's going to be that big of a difference having Watson there? We're about to find I out. Think it's All of us are going to see right now. I think it's better than Jacoby Brissett, and I think they win more games. But that's one team I would not want to face in the playoffs. If they were, if they can somehow squeeze into the playoffs, that's one team I would not want to play. They, oh, they, they, they have I... a single number. I mean, they did the Raiders last year, but guess what? The Bengals beat them, right? Who who had the Bengals number last year? Raiders. The Raiders. Who beat the, the Raiders in the playoffs? Yeah, we, we beat yeah, them. But, you got, but the Raiders have beaten you guys in the playoffs in the in the past, like a history from a history perspective. Oh, and the, yeah, that was that was the last time we we won in the playoffs was against was uh that started this whole streak of the uh, not winning in the playoffs for the Bengals. Yeah, because we hurt Bo Jackson. Yeah, that started the curse, and we ended the curse last year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so you can't say that, that you know, they've had their number. I don't know. No. I, I, don't, I, don't think, <clears throat> I don't think the Browns are just there yet. Yeah, let's see how Watson does. But the Ravens are taking a, they take, the Ravens are definitely taking a tumble in the standings, for sure. Burrow's 0-3 against the Browns. He's never beat them. That's that's Not a bad number to throw out there. While I'm while I'm kind of cheering on you, the Bengals, you're telling me that he's 0 three against the fucking Browns. No, but when, when, Josh a team. Saying, when Josh is saying that they've had his number, that's what he's talking about. That's what. He's no, I get it, I get it. But what I'm saying is that even with Watson, I still think the Bengals are a better team. Yeah, but they for some reason their defense, their the best thing about the Browns is their defensive line. And they get after Burrow. And the worst part of the Bengals is, like, the O-line, right? Well, yeah. and, and you look yeah. at the games that they beat us, they don't beat us. They stomp our ass. Yeah, exactly. And and the only reason the only reason why last year the they did was... The divisional things were, like, you know, the Jets beating the fucking Bills. Who the fuck saw that happening? I didn't. But I said they're a playoff contender. I'm going to keep hey. throwing that out there until they make it. Can yeah, I, keep doing that, Mike. Uh, keep much, doing that. How much Josh. heat we are getting on our Twitter for the my my take on Kyle Pitts? People are losing their fucking minds over Kyle Pitts. 
on, on Twitter. Because I said I think he's going to end up being a bust. Somebody that has a lot of raw athletic gifts, but never puts it together. And people are fucking losing their shit. Like, telling me that Marcus Mariota is a terrible quarterback and I must not watch football. And um, he almost broke the rookie record for tight ends receiving last year. And yada, yada, yada. Uh, that he has Julio Jones-type assets and that uh, he would be killing it on most other teams right now. Here's my thing. and this is what Hey, I'm can saying. I just say something real quick? Yeah. I'm going to say one name. <laughs> okay. Daryl Green Beckham. Yeah. Does everyone, everyone remember the, 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 the raw asset he had and everything that was going? Those guys that have the physical traits but can't put it together, you can find them in the trash bin on practice yeah. squad. By, by the way, well, you, here's what I'll throw out about not having a great quarterback. It does impede your stats to a percent, but great players shine through poor quarterbacks. Let me throw out an example. I'm going to throw out an example right now. 2018, George Kittle's second year in the league. He goes for 88 catches, 1,370 yards, and five touchdowns. Jimmy Garoppolo went down in week three in 2008. How many quarterbacks did he play with that year? He played with two. He played oh, with okay. Nick fucking Mullins, and he played with C.J. goddamn Beathard. And he still caught 88 balls for 1,370 yards and five touchdowns. Kyle and he blocked. He's a blocking tight end. He was doing everything. He was doing everything. Kyle Pitts, yeah, he plays in a run-based offense. Fine. But when you are the main target on a target needy on, on a team that's depleted of talent, whose who's best running back is Cordero fucking Patterson at 31 years old, you would still think you'd get some targets or you'd be able to catch underneath balls. Kyle Pitts had 27 catches for 10 games, 300 yards. He averaged 35 yards receiving per game. I'm sorry. But even if your quarterback that that, that's, that 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 is not the cost of a first round pick, right? Hundred percent, hundred percent. I get it. Would would Kyle Pitts' stats be better if he had Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow throwing him the ball? Probably so. Probably so. But I have seen great players put up great numbers with average to below average quarterbacks. Mullins and C.J. Beathard throwing him the ball for the most of 2018, and he had 88 catches for 1,300 yards. A.J. Green put up great stats with Andy Dalton as his fucking quarterback. Oh, and by the way, let's not forget that when Mariota was with the Titans, Delaney Walker had two of the best seasons of his career. Yeah, I was just – I literally was just going to go there. There, there are – Great players in that position. I, you can't use the the, the uh, raw athletic talent and all that. That is at this point, it's null and void because that was what you were expecting when you drafted that guy. Now, after two years, you see what he's given you, right? Yeah. Like I just I, I put out that special players rise above mediocre average quarterbacks, and look at Fitzgerald put up. In the years he didn't have Kurt Warner or Carson Palmer. With Bum. Bum. Him and Anquan Bolden both. Yeah, when he had Derek Skelton, or I'm sorry, John Skelton and Derek Anderson throwing him the fucking football. Like, I get it. Mariota is not the best quarterback. Fine. But Pitts has to show me if the Falcons, if the Falcons decide to roll with Desmond Ritter next year, they go out and get another quarterback. Pitts is going to have to show me something. Him getting 1,000 yards last year doesn't really impress me all that much anymore. 1,000 yards, you guys know it. 1,000 yards in a 17-game schedule when they, when, they, when they throw the ball all the fucking time is not that impressive anymore. It's just like and, and not to mention, not to mention, look at his, his position. He's playing tight end. His skill trade is, is red zone, right? He's supposed to be a touchdown machine. Right. right? He's not a receiver. 1,000 yards for a receiver – 
is average for he's basically doing the average of a receiver. He hit what, like two touchdowns, one touchdown last season? He had one touchdown last season and he had two touchdowns in ten games this year so far. The best, All right, I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate on this one, Mike. I, I'm okay. going to go off and say, you know what, I, I, I do I, – I, I know where you're coming from. I know where the guys are coming from with Marcus Mariota. With Matt Ryan as his quarterback, he had a great fucking year. Matt Ryan loved the tight end. Every fucking tight end that was on the Falcons with Matt Ryan always had pretty good years. So – Mariota, yeah, you had Delaney Walker that had a couple good years, but Mariota hasn't played a full season since, really, right? He's been on the bench for two years, and now he's a starter again. Now, say Desmond Ritter does get the job next year. When he was at UC, he did use that tight end quite a bit. I think Kyle Pitts next year, if Desmond Ritter's the, the quarterback, I think he has a better year than this year he might not get back up to the stats that he had with Matt Ryan, but I, I do think he's – people, people were saying he was supposed to be, like, you know, top tier, you know, Antonio Gates, uh, you know, type of, you know, red zone machine, double-digit touchdowns every year. That's what they said. He's a one-on-one matchup, like, nightmare. All these yeah, things were said you, about Pitts. People double-teaming him and because that's, that's the problem is everybody's double-teaming him because the – fucking Falcons don't have any wide receivers. They're a run-first team, like Mike said. And and their best receiver is Kyle Pitts. So what are you going to do? You're going to double Kyle, and you're going to let the other receivers beat you, and they're not going to beat you. But, but this year you got this year you got Drake London in the fold, okay? you got other people. And he's hurt. I'm going to point this out. Oh, no, no, he I'm going to point this out for for last last season for Kyle Pitts, all right? This is a game-by-game. Game. He had 68 catches last year for 1,026 yards, so just barely over 1,000 yards, one touchdown. He had one touchdown. The bulk of his stats came in three games last year, one against the Jets where he went for nine catches, 119 yards, and a touchdown. Then the next week against Miami where he went for seven catches, 163 yards, and then a game against Detroit where he went for six catches, 102 yards. The rest of his games, it was four catches, 31 yards, two catches, 35 yards, five catches, 70 yards, four catches, 50 yards, two catches, 13 yards, three catches, 62 yards, four catches, 60 yards, three catches, 29, two catches, 26, four for 48, four for 77. Like two for eight yards, two for 60 yards. I get he was a rookie, fine. If I'm happy if I can get 60 to 70 60 to 70 yards out of a tight end. I'll be happy for that. Because most tight ends don't do that. You got you got two You're tight right. ends that are going to take a tight end. When you take a tight end in the top 5, he can't just be Heath Miller, guys. Josh, he can't just be Heath Miller or Kyle Rudolph or like one of these tight ends that catches like four balls for 45 50 yards. No, when you take a tight end in the top five, that's Rob Gronkowski, that's Tony Gonzalez, that's Travis Kelsey. They are expect that that's that's Jimmy that's peak Jimmy Graham for the Saints. They're expecting him to line up on the inside, line up in the slot, line up on the outside, be a matchup nightmare. I don't think he's that, dude. I, I don't think he's that at all. I I, I think he, he. I don't think he, I don't think he's a top five pick. I think he was a good receiver. I don't think he was a top five pick. And there was there was back and forth that the Bengals were going to draft him. Yeah, there was. I, I mean, they was, they it was chase, between though. what the three players? It was Pitts, Chase, and uh, uh, cool. fucking uh, the, so, the, name, yeah, the fucking lineman. yeah, yeah, the offense lineman. Yeah. All right, so. It's interesting. I like playing troll. Uh, I was hoping some of the guys that were arguing with me will tune into the show. I told them that we would broadcast live if you think I'm full of shit. Why don't you pull, uh, tune into the show? So we'll see what happens here. Um, but, uh, all right, a couple, we're running out of time, guys. We've got about 14 minutes left. But, Josh, you brought up something interesting um, that I want to talk about, and I hope we can get to some of these other things. But if not, we don't. But – Lamar Jackson 
contract. Is he worth the money, guys? Is he, is he helping or hurting his chances right now? Uh, he's definitely hurting his chances. I mean, uh, I told you earlier, you have four fourth-quarter blown leads, and it's because the offense isn't yeah, pulling the ball. On him. One kid. He doesn't play both sides of the ball, right? No, it's it's. But here's here's what I'm saying is that offense in the fourth quarter has the most turnovers in the fourth quarter out of the NFL. Uh, they scored the one of the lowest amount of points in the fourth quarter. So they called out Devonta Freeman last year, Justice Hill this year. They have no skilled receivers. Bateman's out for the year. Mark Andrews was injured this year. Come on. Oh no, I get it, but well, the whole point is is. Lamar Jackson wants $250 million guaranteed, right? You're supposed to be that superstar. I mean, I think that that's a little ridiculous, But, like, he still there, – there, there are teams, like – listen, I'll put it to you this way. If Lamar Jackson comes to the Jets for, for a fucking quarter of that, for, like, two years, I don't care. I will take it in a heartbeat. Oh, no, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm saying is he, he, I think he's hurting his stock a little bit. Because he's not producing in the fourth quarter, I don't, I don't, I don't see the Ravens wanting to give him two hundred fifty million dollars guaranteed contract. You know, you know what, I, what I do see though? I see an era of of uh, of like uh, football contracts being similar to these one plus one contracts that NBA stars are signing. One year guaranteed, two years guaranteed, but the second year is a player option. You know. I, I, I see that Maybe. trend that's not now, not now, not in, not not anytime soon, but in the in the near future, I see that becoming a real possibility because there are players that want to maximize right now. You know. Oh, absolutely. Who knows if they're going to play seven years or not? No, exactly, and and I think that's where Cleveland fucked up the the whole quarterback market when they did that shit. Bro, when they gave Sean oh, Watson the whole button on Watson now. What's that? It was Rogers. It was Rogers before that, right? Rogers was making like fifty mil a year, forty eight mil or something like that for two years. Yeah, but when, but when like you fully really guarantee a contract, that's the difference. You're fully guaranteeing. Yeah. yeah. If he gets hurt, if he gets hurt game one. And he, him. he can no longer play anymore. If he yeah. gets he goes out against the Texans and the Texans take him out, like you know what? Fuck you! You fucked our organization up. We're taking you out. He gets injured and he's no longer available for the next four years. Cleveland is fucked for for the next They're five paying years. Him regardless, right? They're paying exactly. Him regardless. That is a fully guaranteed contract, and that's what Lamar wants. And and the Ravens are like, no, we will, we'll fully guarantee 133, but not 250. Patty Mahomes get a fully guaranteed contract, man. Right. Why can't you? Why can't anyone go to Lamar and be like, listen, a guy that's won a Super Bowl has, does not have a fully guaranteed contract? How are you asking? A for guy it? that's won seven Super Bowl or six Super Bowls never had a fully guaranteed contract. Also, does not never absolutely. You're right. All the great so, said that me and Mike had a long conversation about how Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and even Drew Brees for that matter, they took less money to make their teams better at one point. And exactly. the Russell Wilson the, the Lamar Jackson of, of this era are not gonna do that. I, I and I kinda see Joe Burrow maybe taking that same path. Just by the way I hope he, he does. For the, for the sake of the organization, I hope he does. I really I hope he does. Too. Like, hey, no, you know what? You can pay me. I'll get all this endorsement money. I'm good with that. And you pay the other players. So, you I'm hoping see, he does that. You don't even have to take like, that much less. It's just enough to have the guaranteed money to sign the next person for five years, right? We'll figure out the money later. But, like, right now, we want... X, Y, Z. Exactly. And it's not like you can't restructure the contract every couple of years either, you know? Absolutely. If he's he's that type of dude, he'll be open to that shit. Mm Mm-hmm. So we'll find out here in the next year or so with him. 
I would trade the next five draft picks for fucking Joe Burrow right now. For the Jets. <laughs> Let me say this, though. First round pick. The Ravens felt burned by Joe Flacco because remember, they came off that Super Bowl win. They gave they gave him a bag, and his his production plummeted after they paid him. And and then the Ravens were kind of just kind of like an average team for a while. Because when you pay the quarterback that much money, you can't put um, you money can't put any good players around him, right? What? You can't put any scared players around him. They couldn't re-sign Anquan Bolden for the love of God. Right, right. Well, I mean, you, the you problem was they had all their money tied into that defense. That's already a talent-deprived team. When you look at the Ravens right now, they don't have any receivers. Their offensive line is okay. And their defense is not the defense that we remember growing up with, with Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and, and Terrell Suggs and those boys. They have – that defense is not frightening at all anymore. Like, it used to be, God, we got the Ravens. This is going to be a hard-hitting, difficult game. Their defense is ferocious. Their defense is playing fucking patty cake with guys out there. They, they used to have speed on every, length, on every level. From, from yeah. the line out to the safety, they had speed. Yep. That they did. And they didn't. They didn't need. They didn't need a lot of points from their quarterback to do. That's why Trent Dilfer won a right. fucking Super Bowl with him. It's that they defense first mentality that that that, that, that worked in the past. And where where's the uh, running back? Like Dobbins is hurt. Gus Edwards has been hurt. But who is who is the starting running back for the Ravens with Joe Flacco when they won the championship? <laughs> Ray Rice. Ray Rice. No, it wasn't Ray Rice. Ray Rice was out of league at that point. Oh, yeah, it was the year right after. Fuck, I can't remember. Was, that, was it, it 2012 up. that they won the Super Bowl? No, was it Jamal Williams? Was it Jamal Williams? No, no, no. Not, it wasn't. Jamal Williams. I don't think it was Jamal Williams. It wasn't Jamal Williams. It was. It was? Oh, no. Our, our, hey, 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 you are right. It was Ray Rice. Uh, oh, yeah, there you go. I was Ray Rice. Ray Rice was gone in 2014. Rutgers product, baby. 2014 was his last season with uh, the Rays. Woman beater. Rice beater 101. Attending classes. So, uh, yeah, I mean. He's a terrible human being, but, yeah, he was good. He was a good player. He was a very good player. Well, you know, I kind of – I do feel a little bit bad for Ray Rice. He did a terrible mistake, but he was always such a good, charitable person. He did a lot for the community. He he had a pretty good head on his shoulders. He just made one fucking brutally terrible mistake. And he did it in an era where things were just coming to surface as the yeah. player's behavior. I think the worst part was that he knocked her at knocked her ass out cold and then just stepped over her. Like like an Allen Iverson type of deal. What's that? Like an Allen Iverson. Saying like if he would have hit her, then been like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, and like tried to help her out or been like, oh my god, like show. That would have made a difference, bro. I probably wouldn't have made a difference. It might have. You 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 have to understand him knocking her ass out cold and then just. Stepping over her lifeless body in the elevator looked so cold. Looked, looked like I feel like at that time in 2014, that's eight years ago, man. If he if he hits her, but then like immediately like apologizes or starts like crying or like you know showing like true remorse, like he can't believe that he just did that, like he lost his temper. People would have been more forgiving. It was the callous nature of him. Knocking her ass out and then just stepping over her as he got I mean, again, look, perception is very subjective, right? So, had if anyone heard Tyreek Hill's recording when he punched his baby mama, pregnant baby mama in the stomach, it would have been like, I'm not drafting this motherfucker ever. Yeah. What you mean, paying him? He's a shit human being. Speaking, speaking of that... And that's just audio. That's just audio, right? The next topic where we, uh, we, we have, have video uh, of Ray Rice, which makes it way worse. 
we 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 got to do the LeBron take real quick before before we're done. Okay. Yeah, man, we have to do that. All right, yeah. What's everybody's thoughts on that one? Go. We got to talk on it. Josh, take us off from it. Take us off on it. Go. I mean, how are you going to go after somebody that had a photo from 1960s that's a teenager, for one, and then on top of that, it was a civil rights movement, and you, you expect people to go after a man for that? Get the fuck out of here, LeBron. I think you just got to search it up, bro. I'm completely with you on that, Josh. 110. percent I mean, that's all I think that he's that shit up for no reason. For the whole fucking Kyrie shit. Well, he wanted to know why they asked him about Kyrie and anti-Semitic remarks, but they didn't want to talk about Jerry Jones. But here's the thing. Here's the here's the biggest difference. And, and I'm sorry if a lot if this hurts some people, but Jerry Jones having a picture taken of him when he was 14 years old. He wasn't at the forefront of that picture either. There was other kids right up front shouting and flipping the middle finger. And in that picture, Jerry Jones looks like he was just basically there. Like, he's not shouting anything. He's just staring off at what's happening. So that's that's Wrong place, wrong time. But either way, it's from such a long time ago. And when you draw the line about what someone does in their, their, like, history of human beings. But you also have to remember, that was the time. Like, if you told me, like, if I had a white friend whose grandparents grew up in fucking rural Alabama in the 1930s, I'd be like, they're probably fucking racist, aren't they? And he's, he'd probably be like, yeah, he'd probably tell me stories like, oh, yeah, my grandparents used to fucking do this shit. And I, it wouldn't surprise me because it was the fucking times back then. I'm not saying it was right, but those were the times. And that school in Arkansas was integrating black students for the first time. Second of all, Kyrie Irving is doing it now as an adult, and he's doing it now in 2022, not back in 1965. Kyrie Irving is not 13 years old. Right. Exactly. 1957. I, I, I mean, do, you think, do you think LeBron is deflecting questions on Kyrie by, by bringing up Jerry Jones and his picture? I feel like LeBron just likes to fucking say shit. LeBron's a fucking up for no fucking reason. I completely agree. It's a fucking pop. I kind of want to say shut up and dribble, bro. Or get healthy. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I hate to say I fucking love LeBron for so fucking long, but the last few years, it's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing, bro? Like, everything Wait, you let me ask you a question, Josh. But you're fucking dumb. You are fucking stupid. Let me ask you a question, Josh. When you have a platform... When you have a platform as big as he does, right? Are, are you really trying to push out your personal personal uh, agenda at that point? Or are you I trying mean, to better? To a point, yes, but, but you got to you got to be smart with it, you know. Like LeBron, so I, I see a lot. Of, I see his barbershop on uh, his barbershop show on, on YouTube, bro. Clips of it and shit. No, he's so politically charged. Right? and so opinionated that he's influencing younger kids to not have their own opinions on shit. Oh, like, it doesn't I mean, matter what opinion you have. It could be bad. It could be good. It could be whatever the fuck. But don't influence somebody else on having that opinion. Let them come to that, 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 that decision on their own. I'm, I mean, the best example is when LeBron told, him, told everybody about that fucking police officer. Uh, I mean, that, that unnecessary. Was completely got, fucking unnecessary. And then it came out like, no, the police officer was in the right. And everybody else was like, guess what? He looked for the jackass. You almost got someone fucking killed, bro. Like, shut your mouth. Know the facts before you start speaking. Like, it's okay to have a yeah, platform so and help shit, There's so much shit people have caught LeBron on. Like, he, he, he went on record. To say that he's watched all Godfather movies and you know like lines and and all that shit. So they asked him the best, his most favorite part in any of the Godfather movies. He was he deflected the question. He's a bullshitter, bro. Oh yeah, yeah. He is a bullshitter. He is a bullshitter. He 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 likes to read headlines and thinks he knows everything about it. Yeah. 
Because everyone pounces basketball IQ, but guess what? It doesn't apply to real life, man. Nope. All right, guys. That is all the time we got. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for uh, joining us on Friday night. Uh, we will be back at it on Monday. Josh is pro- Josh and Joe are probably holding their breath at Utah Springs the upset over USC tonight, uh, so that the Buckeyes USC can back into the play. Right now. <laughs> um. So, no, all right, guys, take three care. Now. What? USC's up fourteen to three right now. Not looking good for the Buckeyes right now. All nope. right, y'all, take care. We will be back at it on Monday. Have a great weekend. We'll see you guys later. We cover all bases. Face it, you can't erase us. Back and forth, watch where it takes us. Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it. Always our response is amazing. All bases covered, yeah. Yeah, you know you love it. Our thoughts, they be off with a dome. First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather. Then you know we bringing it home. We cover all bases. Face it, you can't erase us. Back and forth, watch how we shine. Cultural